Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapoccio, and with me as always is the cream in your sugar, Sam Grezes. Wait, is there cream in sugar? I thought it was cream and sugar. I meant to say cream in your coffee. Thank you for making a fool of me, Sam. I always appreciate it when you do that. Oh, I mean, you've said a lot of things about me, and I just wanted to make sure you got it right. I think you're slipping after 100 episodes. Maybe, maybe. This is, by the way, our 100th episode. Thank you so much for... Yay! Yes, yay! Thank you so much for uh, sticking it out with us. Uh... It's been a wild ride, and we appreciate you being there, uh, Sam. What what was what what's your favorite moment from this from this hundred episode run that we have had together? My favorite moment from this one hundred episode run was where we had an entire one hundredth episode special planned, and then we fucked up the audio. Well, I was I was gonna say I didn't want to put you on blast, but we did have a gigantic special clip show that we we. We are planning on re-recording, so so taking, uh, be be ready for that, I guess. But Sam, you really did kind of dong it, uh, with without getting too deep I into the. I thought I had it okay. You like, I thought the recording was working, mm-hmm. but it just, I guess, it didn't work. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's my it's, fault. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but, but Sam did really kind of dong it this time, and... I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows it is my fault. It is Sam absolutely Grez's Sam Grez's made fault. the biggest problem. Like, you had a fantastic show at your hands, and then Sam Grezis messed it and up. Wh- I well, am hey, hey, so to, sorry. And to be fair, you did, you did a pretty good job on the show, too. You had some, some really funny bits, and... Uh, you know, you, oh, you, they're classics, yeah. and the magic will never be recaptured. Well, well, we'll try. We'll do our best. But, but yeah, at the end of the day, if the magic is never recaptured, it is all Sam's fault. So, so blame, blame him, and please not me. Please do not blame me. Draw play, Dave Rapoccio. I think my favorite moment was right after we finished recording, and that 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 witch just kind of came to both of our houses at the same time. And switched our voices. Yeah, so in case you're wondering, like, I do sound way sexier right now, but that's not all the bourbon I've been drinking. That's because a witch had her way with us, and now we sound like each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, I yeah, I, I was, I, I was trying to not, not bring it up, but I, I do... I do have a much manlier voice than usual right now, so if, if you're kind of thrown by that... And just be aware that it is a witch's curse. Did you do any? Because I, I, I think they might be mad at some of the comics I have done recently. I, I, I you can't. have done a lot of dumb comics. Like I, like I just want to say your your comics have not been up to snuff recently. Like I, I'm normally a big fan, but I don't know. I think you're slipping. Boy. I don't know. Maybe. No, I think I've been doing a pretty good job. My Patreon supporters like me. Ugh, it was, do they it was cool to it was cool it was cool to draw the Oakland Raiders headquarters as a giant toilet that one time. Although, I mean, that was really easy to. I I mean, that was bottom of the barrel. That was like literal toilet humor. I I, I I've known you for a while, Dave, and I think you're better than this. Oh, 
Well, okay, I will take that constructive criticism. I will. Thank you, thank you for doing it in a positive way instead of a negative way. I appreciate it. I, no problem. It's it. You know, it's just something that had to be said, and maybe it'll make more sense in your own voice. That fair. L- listen, listen. I do want to say I, I am very proud of those dope ass ten. If you haven't seen my comic, and I, I know I don't do a lot of self promotion here on the podcast because it, it. I know it's kind of gauche to do it's tacky it is it, it is tacky it, it's very like it's very tacky but i did do some some redesigns of the tennessee titans logos recently and some of them have flames on them and they're really good they're really good so come check them out maybe i'll just do tennessee titans redesigns every week from now on that'd be cool i think you should okay I'm, especially if they have more flames more flames that's super anime and as we all know i'm extremely into anime hell yeah Anyway, this is ostensibly a football podcast, and we are getting up to the NFL draft. Oh, thank God. We only have one more week of this nonsense. I, yeah, only one right? more week, and it's finally over with. Right? I'm, I am, I could not be more excited for... You know what's amazing about this stupid draft stuff? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's utterly unbearable right now, uh-huh. but as soon as the draft hits, and it's like a week later... We'll be starving for all that content. Oh my god! Yes. Now we'll have I we'll have one week where everyone grades the draft, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's basically useless content. But everyone's got to get their draft grades out. Everyone's got to be like, "Oh, the team did a stupid. Oh, the Browns drafted Josh Allen. God, they're dumb." But I after after it's gone, what what do we have left? This you don't have anything. You have the window, right, from from late April. Well, we'll be generous, and if you give them that week of draft grades, right, you get May all the way through, what, mid-August? And it's just a dead zone. Free agency is, like, everything interesting in free agency has already happened. The most you'll get is some sort of minor ish trade and we will be longing for these halcyon moments of todd mcshay and mel kuyper jr arguing about who has a bigger penis baker mayfield or josh rosen right i it, it, it's it is the it's the curse it, of being i a football feel like fan. it's gotta be baker mayfield probably right I mean, Baker Mayfield sounds like a big dick kind of name because it sounds douchey and like unwarranted douchey. Like I, my name is Baker. I got a big one. If if we want to be real about it, I mean, Josh Rosen is a member of the Chosen Tribe. Josh Josh Rosen is Jewish. So, if nothing else, there is more of a likelihood that Josh Rosen is circumcised than Baker Mayfield. So. I mean, he may have, at the very least, a couple of millimeters of foreskin on Josh Rosen. I don't know if you saw this. I was browsing Deadspin all day, mm-hmm. as I tend to do, mm-hmm. and I found I came across an amazing article called The Most Erotic Bullet Points About This Year's NFL Draft Prospects. It's funny you say that. I have that article up right now. <laughs> so do I. Where our voices may be switched, Dave, but you know what? We're still the same guy. We're still in sync, absolutely. 
we should we should write we should just read these off alternately because yeah. I feel like they are amazing. And it's also like I feel like these these gain a lot in being read, right? If you've read the if you've read the article, yeah, they're very very funny. But at the same time, having them read out loud in each of our sexy voices will probably Incredibly. add something to the Let's, to the let's make sure we, yeah. we talk these right. I'll, I'll start us yeah, off. For and, sure. um, I'm not going to mention who these players are. I'm just going to read the initial little scouting blurb about them. Mm-hmm. Outstanding Absolutely. size and length. Can pump and recalibrate. Has a broad waist with a thick trunk. Built like a bank safe, with wide hips, broad chest, and powerful limbs. Lack of length makes it tough for him to sustain. Is smallish for interior life. Plays the ball, and not the man. Big, long, and athletic. Elite wiggle triggered by fluid hips. And explosive in space. Built like a wall of granite with exceptionally lean muscle mass. Outstanding hand placement. Movement is fluid and feel for the position comes naturally. Body uh, body control for late adjustments is adequate. Needs more consistent latch and finish with his hands. Can drive it. With velocity. Muscular, well-proportioned frame. Can get grabby in man cover. Initial get-off is below average. Thick and broad across lower body. Can uncork suddenly when it breaks open. And flexible. Deep balls hang on him. And that's and that's the most erotic bullet points about this year's NFL. We draft made prospects. none of those up. No, those, those are, are all, all real things. Actual little phrases in scouting reports about football players. From they're all from NFL.com, uh, too. Mm-hmm. They're all from the same. I don't know if they're all from the same writer, but I'd have to imagine not. Oh no, they are. Because they are. They are. They're all the same writer. Lance wow, Zerline. I, oh, I think Lance Zerline might have repressed concerns yeah and what it's yeah, if these were all different writers i can totally see this being just you know one of those things that other like people who don't like football always make fun of the homoeroticism mm-hmm. and it like there's there's always like a little bit of truth to it about how they're all slapping each other's butts and they're in the locker room and stuff like that mm-hmm. but and you have tight ends and Oh, you gotta get penetration. Yeah, and like, like there, ha, there's ha, ha. there's a lot of homoeroticism to football mm-hmm. that a lot of macho men don't want to admit. Right. But I, the fact that he wrote all of these. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there are at least twenty five here. I'm not gonna count them all, but there are a lot. Be yourself. Own it, Lance. Own it, Lance. Just just go out there and just. Just talk about all the penetration that these players are going to get. We t- just talk about how they're going to just plug the gaps, I, you know? I brought this Hit up. Hit the holes. I brought this up, one, in a comic earlier uh, this year, and also on the podcast when talking about the Combine. 
because that's probably the creepiest it gets because everyone's saying stuff like this the 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 one that sticks in my mind is has a broad waist with a thick trunk if you watch any of the any of the NFL network combine coverage they say shit like that all the damn time like great long legs well right. do you remember mike mayock from a like the very first combine is creepy comic that you ever made i remember this finally because it's one of my favorite comics i thought mm-hmm. you always you did a great job on it mm-hmm. was when they're all on like it's like a model runway and they're all doing yes like, yes like, yes, like, yes, like yes. workout moves and like model poses and mike mayock's in the crowd and he's just like "Ooh, look at that bubble butt because he mm-hmm. said that on live television, oh my God. live coverage, talking about, I believe it was Andrus Pete, who had a large backside, like not not a Larry Fitzgerald backside, but still a pretty solid backside. He just he said bubble butt on television, and not really as a joke. It, it, it went from like, oh, what's the word, suggestive to just outright. It went from subtext to text. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I made the comic about it. It's 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 creepy as hell, right? This is funny to talk about, but it's really really creepy. <laughs> it is. I'm just let's go back for a second to like the fact that we're going to lose this com- this this content in yeah. like a week and a half. Yeah. I I have a question for you, Dave. Yes. Which is worse? Tons of bad content. Oh, or no content. Basically, what we have now or what we'll have in a month. I I'm I'm thinking about this, right? For me, and I wouldn't begrudge anyone who disagrees. For me, it's bad content. Because if you have bad content, right? What you have is something that you're able to recognize and band together with people about and discuss how bad the content is, like how useless mock drafts are or how stupid you think Mel Kuyper Jr. is or how you think Lamar Jackson, Sam, is being woefully underrated in the draft. He's he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft, I'm telling you. Well, right. He's so just going to be. You get to talk about that kind of, of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When there is no content whatsoever, the only thing that you're left with is the true fact that you will die someday. That's fair. I... I honestly thought you would go the other way, Dave, because I, I always thought you would be like the kind of person who would understand that like all this bad content just makes you kind of make bad content. And I know in your comics a lot, you mentioned that like, oh, I'm part of the problem by making a comic about this right. crap. But I do agree with you that there's, there's something fun in bonding together over bad content. But I do... I do kind of see an appeal that when there's no content, it makes it easier to find other things about your life that are good mm-hmm. and enjoy them. Sure. I can I can play more video games. I can stream longer because I'm not reading. I'm not spending so much time trying to figure out why Bucky Brooks wrote <laughs> another really bad mock draft. I just want to say Bucky Brooks makes really bad mock drafts. Sure. I don't know how he has a job. Yeah, 
and uh, yeah, and I can I can hike more and enjoy the wonders that that spring in the Pacific Northwest bring. If you don't follow my my blog, I have like a personal blog where I put put up photos of of these hikes that I do and these walks that I do. And having no content, yeah, is is very is very good for that. So it is a balancing act, right? When when you make content about anything, content with a capital C, it's it is rough to not have anything because that forces you to be more creative, right? You you by necessity have to get a little bit weirder with it, uh, which is which is good because sometimes it leads to some of the best content you make like our you know we some of our most classic episodes have happened in the off season i think that's when anime santa was you've told me multiple times that you actually kind of like the off season for comics because it it gives you more of an opportunity to be weird that's true there's less stuff to talk that's, about that's so you true gotta, you get to be more creative in, in this moment however it's it's hard not to dread it a little bit because i'm not living in that space right it's it's no. it's the fear of the unknown yeah so that's that that's kind of where i'm at and I, I agree i agree with you in that in that once i get there and i'm I'm drawing a comic about I don't I don't fucking know Baker Mayfield on a robot unicorn shooting down spaceships piloted by Nick Chubb, right? Then I'll be like back in it and like fuck yes I don't have to think about mock drafts anymore. But at the at the same time, I'm I'm thinking as a football fan, not necessarily as a content creator, right? As a football fan, yeah. it's 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 much rougher when there's nothing going on. Like purely just as a football fan, that's rougher. I understand. And maybe it's just easier for you because you do live in such a beautiful part of the country and I live in flat ass city Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Remind me, right? remind like, if me you how look cold at the it is our, today. Remind me how cold it is. It's so cold. It's 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 like mid to late April, and it's still like butt cold outside. Like it's so butt cold, I can't even like look at my phone right now and see the temperature. That's how butt cold it is. My fingers won't work. It's I'm I'm checking right now where it's kind of. I mean, it's not toasty, but it's you know spring has come to to uh, the Pacific Northwest. It is currently 32 entire degrees in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. It sucks. I thought we were done with winter, but we're not. It's still out here. It's still being butt cold. You really and should And then move. I go on Instagram and I see all your hiking pictures. Uh-huh. And I mean, my Instagram is just pictures of my nails. And it, I, I wish I had your life, Dave. I, it's, a, it's a pretty sweet life. <laughs> I can't, I can't lie. I can't lie. It is a pretty sweet life. At least, at least we can both be comforted by the fact that Lance Zerline is not writing really creepy things about us all the time. Although now that we're putting him on blast, he might move to, to talk about, talk about our tenacity and our, you know, consistency and 
in a very creepy way. I want to please change the subject to anything that isn't this. Oh, yes, this. please, uh, please. Did you – so a couple of weeks ago, there was this horse called Gronkowski that ran in a race that was not the Kentucky Derby and ESPN covered it because – they needed news. It was it was that that time period that's like like if we're talking about bad content versus no content, like here's like yeah. the epitome of bad worthless content. <laughs> there was a horse in a lamo side race named Gronkowski. Yep. That was worth a story. Mm-hmm. 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 So finally, as is or as was inevitable, they got Rob Gronkowski. To talk about it, he has purchased a minority stake in Gronkowski, who <laughs> this is this is the kind of funny part that is kind of newsworthy. They're both six foot five. And and mm. I guess I guess have the mental capacity of a three year old because, you know, Gronkowski the horse is three years old and Rob Gronkowski is Rob Gronkowski. So there's there's that. Uh the Wall Street Journal interviewed Robert Gronkowski and to to his credit he knows that he can't ride the horse because the horse's back would break and it would be one of the most tragic things ever not only a horse dying but our our wonderful party boy our wonderful innocent party boy Rob Gronkowski doing a murder of a horse he wants he wants very much to ride Gronkowski. He said, "I'm not trying to ride it for a full speed ride. I just want to get the feel of what it's like to be on top of one. Maybe I'll go for a full speed ride once I get comfortable." I just want to ride a Gronk. I want to know what it's like to ride me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's a weird story. It is a really I weird wanna... story. There's other Can stuff we... to talk about with the Patriots too. It it seems like stuff had calmed down in the last couple of weeks when Gronk is like, yes, I'm coming back. But after that silence, I mean, you, I, I know you always think that they're done, right? That that they're always done. You never want to give the Patriots credit. And to be honest, I never want to give Patriots credit too, but I'm too smart to not think that they'll, oh, they'll win the AFC Dave, championship Dave, every look year. At, look what's happening this year. Look at like what... Danny Amendola said when he went to Miami mm-hmm. about how pissed all the players were about the benching of Malcolm Butler. Like this team is crumbling. I know I said that last year, but I mean they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that's a step down. Yes, like this, that's true. This team is crumbling. Well, so you say crumbling? Do you mean like how? How do you mean? Because in my in my mind, I think that I think that this marks. Not like the end of the end, but the beginning of the end of the dynasty, right? I I think that this year they they maybe don't make the AFC Championship game after they get upset in some huge huge surprise thing. They're they're not gonna get past the wild card round. I think the Bills are gonna win the division. Okay, okay. I think the Bills are going to trade up and get Lamar Jackson, and they're going to win the division, surprisingly, and this is going to be the end of the Patriots dynasty. That's what I, Sam Grezes, am saying. I will say, I, Dave Rapoccio, 
think that Lamar Jackson on the Bills would be incredibly exciting to watch. But no, you're 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 an idiot. That's not gonna. I mean, that's absolutely not. That's just well. That's so not far, history happen. has proven me, Sam Grezes, to be an idiot. So fair. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. I I it's it's tough, right? Because Bill Belichick has made a career out of out of doing these things and out of making every single player on on his team expendable, with the exception of two. And those two people are the ones that he has apparently alienated this offseason in Tom Brady and his number one receiver, well, number one target, rather, Rob Gronkowski. And one isn't at 100% without the other. Uh, There have been a lot of reports on ESPN that are like, if Rob Gronkowski regresses this season and decides to call it quits or is traded or whatever, that... I mean, Tom Brady, if he doesn't retire, his numbers will decrease significantly because he doesn't have that release valve. He doesn't have that target that can pretty much just beat up any cornerback, safety, whatever in the league. He doesn't have that matchup nightmare to to turn to when everyone else is covered. So I don't I don't see this as as kind of a a confirmation of the things you've been saying on this podcast for since we've started it i see it as maybe some of the things you were saying before are going to start happening actually if that I mean, makes sense i mean they have to start happening at some point right yeah i mean yeah yeah Bill Belichick's Tom old. Spent Tom Brady's most old. Most of this year is apparently at odds with Belichick because of my his quack doctor, uh-huh. and yeah. then like the benching of Malcolm Butler, and Gronk doesn't really know what he's doing anymore. He's doing the Big Ben thing. Uh-huh. Of, do I play or do I not play? Like it has to be ending. It has to end at some point. Like why not this year? So I'm just gonna call it. Okay. <laughs> That's also fair. the Browns are going to be good. The Browns are going to be good too. I believe. I'm I'm Sam Grezis and I believe. I I I I want I Sam I want to believe but don't don't you're wrong, you're stupid, you're an idiot. Don't believe. Don't believe. Don't believe because you'll be right. You sound like such a negative person. I'm not, it, there's a difference between negativity and stupidity, right? If you think the Browns will be good this year, or if you hope even that the Browns will be good this year, the, the smartest thing to do is to shut up about it and just watch. That way, when, I mean, you, you know that we record this and put it on the internet, right? For people to listen to. So there is yeah. there's an audio log of every single time you have said, Hey, maybe, you know, the Browns look exciting this year. They've got all this young talent that maybe they won't ruin and, and squander and and make incredibly disappointing and ruin at least three careers per year. You know there's audio evidence of that, right? So, so maybe mm-hmm. next time just, like, keep that to yourself. And then if the Browns end up, like, winning a few games, you can come out and say, like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really excited that the Browns have, have drafted decently well 
and have this young promising core. That way, that way you don't look like as much of an idiot. That's just a, that's just a, a little tip from from media, from Dave. To Whatever. I think you just gotta believe. You just, you just gotta believe. Like Parappa the Rapper, you just gotta. Believe. Can we move on to something that I think is being underreported this year, please, please. Or, like this past week, that it's been very concerning, mm-hmm. and that's Richie Incognito for the past like, forever <laughs> week and a. No, it's specifically like the past two weeks. Okay, so Richie Incognito, he 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 decided to fire his agent over Twitter. Uh huh. And that was that was the most Richie Incognito thing I'd seen for a while because, like, look, it, firing my agent over Twitter—that's that's something a douchebag would do, and mm-hmm. that's Richie Incognito. We all we and all know this about, about Richie. Incognito. Two days later, he says he's retiring. Apparently, he's reached out, and like, all the all the major like the NFLPA Twitter account said that Richie has reached out to us about retiring. Like a lot of reporters followed up on it. Richie retiring. Like this, this seemed like a legitimate retirement. He tagged the NFLPA in that tweet. He, the original tweet was something to the effect of, I think it was like to the NFLPA, I'm done laughing, crying face or something like that. Like emoji. I mean, he says he was, according to like the guy who broke it, uh, Vic Carucci, I think Mm -hmm. his, like, Richie said, like, I can't do it anymore. Like, my liver and my kidneys are shutting down. I I just want to do the right thing. I just want to be in the Hall of Fame, which, can we laugh at that? <laughs> my God. Richie Incognito does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Richie Incognito does not belong on this podcast. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't have brought this up because I'm, I'm glad you did, Sam. But at the same time, I, I wish that he, we did not have to talk about him after the whole Jonathan Martin thing came down. Because the only interesting thing about Richie Incognito is that he's a douchebag. I wish he were worse at football. So we didn't have to talk about him, and I w- I wish we did too. But I find I find it so interesting that like he he basically kind of rehabilitated his image again. Yeah, at least yeah. because there's a lot of Buffalo fans who inexplicably like him. For like, what maybe they like him because he tanked the Dolphins. Sure, That's the only thing yeah. I can think of yeah. for thinking this person is worthy or maybe there's just a lot of dumbasses in buffalo mm-hmm. also a very very likely scenario well, they don't they don't like tyrod taylor up in up in buffalo and i know it's because I, he's black i know i was gonna say you've been you've been standing up for tyrod taylor i love tyrod yeah tyrod deserves better than buffalo Ty, i will say tyrod is fun i don't think he's as good as as you think but this does add to the fact that Maybe Buffalo fans don't really know what being good at football looks like. <laughs> so, so that's a that's a very reasonable. I mean, they haven't hypothesis. made the playoffs for so long before this past year, uh-huh. and so they probably don't know what good looks like. No, I mean, how would they? Right? They, they, they have, they have no frame of it. reference to. 
They have absolutely no frame of reference. Mm-hmm. But I we we're not done with what happened with Incognito. No, After no. he claims he's retiring. He then comes out about three days later and says, like, well, that was a short retirement. Ha ha, made you look. So was it a joke? It's was late it for April that Fools. He realized he was going to like lose money when he retired or something and wanted to come back so he could collect like a final paycheck like was was it all just a joke like it looked like a pretty legit retirement mm-hmm. judging from the mm-hmm. sources that were saying things about it and it lasted but... for it lasted for long enough that people bought it ESPN yeah. it wasn't it, was it wasn't legit. April Fools it was two it was like a week and a half after April right Fools, yeah so yeah did he retire like what what the hell is happening and then like Right after that, he basically tweets at the Buffalo Bills, hey, please release me from my contract. Uh-huh. And then he tweets at the sports agency that he fired over Twitter and goes, hey, what's up? Like he's trying to get their services again. What? I can't tell what's happening there's one, with Richie. There's one explanation to me that makes sense, right? This is before OTAs have started. Everyone in football is pretty much on a break, right? So if, mm-hmm. if you made – I mean, I don't know what Richie Incognito's last contract was, but I assume it was somewhere in the 8 to $15 million range, right, for a, for a, for a decent football player. Um, what would you do in that time uh, where you don't have I'd anything probably, to do? I, I'd masturbate a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what else? Keep going. I would probably watch a lot of anime. Okay. Uh, I'd play a lot of video games. Okay. Okay, uh, keep going. drink a lot. There you go, and you finally found it. To me, this absolutely... The only explanation to me that makes sense here is Richie Incognito got really drunk for like a day and a half. Like, partied way too hard and drunk and drank through the hangover. Right, and it's just like I'm. Fu- I'm fucking guys. Fucking guys. I'm. What if I just stopped football? What if I just didn't football, guys? Right. That's what's killing my liver. It's, it's football. Killing, it's, what, it's, fo- it's all football's fault. What if I just stopped doing a football, and then maybe I wouldn't be a racist douchebag anymore if I didn't do a football anymore. So I'm going to tweet at the NFLPA, be like, I'm done, hashtag retirement, hashtag emoji of crying, laughing face. And then he sobered up and realized, fuck. I spent, How do I get paid now? Yeah, well, fuck, I, I don't get no paid now. I have no life skills. Fuck, fuck, that is, that is the last time I drink two bottles of Jack Daniels and wash it down with a bottle of gallo brand sweet vermouth never again so good so i so good. i th- i think i think sam that is the explanation for for what has happened here i think well i mean as a drinker uh-huh i could see where he's coming from well yeah everyone sends everyone sends those texts that they don't mean when they're drunk everyone sends those tweets that they don't mean when they're drunk and uh and richie incognito's no different. Everyone knows his impulse control <laughs> isn't that great. If there's one thing we've learned about him, 
Do you think this, I mean, if you were the Bills or really any football team, I because what this reads to me as is a de facto retirement, even if he might not want to retire anymore. He'll probably play mm-hmm. another season, maybe two. But, I mean, after something like this, this isn't a James Harrison, right? This isn't James yeah. Harrison in, what was it, 2012? Where he retired, thought about it, and came back like a month or six weeks later and changed his mind after thinking about it for a while. This happened within the span of like four days. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Would you as a team want to have him on your team, not knowing if like he'll just up and peace out? No. I would not want to. I would not want a flake on my team whatsoever. That's who would want a flake on their team. No one wants no. a flake on their team. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it's and it's not like I mean he's not replaceable, right? He's he's no. pretty. He is pretty good, right? Which is I think the most generous you can be to a player like Richie Incognito, like. Given the skills, he's that pretty he has. good at football. Yeah. Not, not as a person. Right. Oh, I'm but sorry. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, as a person, he's he's kind of a real shitter, right? But, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of, we should we should probably talk for at least a little bit about James Harrison. Um, he was actually so we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, he was on ESPN, uh, ESPN's NFL Live earlier today, and it warmed my heart so much. Uh, James Harrison did retire uh, last week, and he did an interview with ESPN over like satellite or Skype or something. Uh, Sam, guess how many shirts James Harrison wore at the time of the interview? None. It was zero. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Uh, I mean, would you wear a shirt if you looked like James Harrison? No, never. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not in a million years. And and to add to his his legend, right? He played in Pittsburgh and Boston, two cities not really known for being balmy and sixty degrees year round. It it, it is impressive i i just hope that we still get his instagram videos of his workouts i hope that he doesn't slack on those because i mean they're really good right they're really yeah. good i hope he continues i i hope he continues i you know what there's another player who's still in the league mm-hmm. but surprisingly doesn't have a team right now mm-hmm. and that's dez the cowboys cut dez don't <sighs> So everyone's talking about him going to the Giants. It's I do you, I mean do you think that's going to happen as a Giants fan? I just pump the brakes on it, right? Don't I I so first of all, I know Dez wants to play the Cowboys twice in the season because I mean, <laughs> if I were Dez, I would want to play the Cowboys twice in the season and make them make them really pissed off for letting me walk right and not paying me but pump the brakes the giants can't pay des bryant is the thing no 
the Giants Don't they are have gonna... Brandon Marshall on the team? Yeah. Still? Yeah, well, or was Bra- he cut? and Brandon Marshall tweeted at Des Bryant. It was kind of shitty of him to do, but he tweeted at Des Bryant being like, sorry, bro, no room on the team, winky face. And as shitty as that kind of seems to be, he's also not wrong. Eli no. is at the end of his career. Right, he, he. We don't know how many more good years we have left in Eli. Hopefully, it's very many. But at the very least, he's on the downswing. The Giants are going to be looking for a quarterback in this draft. They're gonna need to pay him, right? Yeah. And and they already have so much salary cap tied up or salary space tied up in. Eli Manning, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, all of these superstar players that they have on their team, they can't afford Des Bryant. They also don't need Des Bryant. Des Bryant does not fill a need for the Giants the same way he would for say, the Ravens. Say, yes, the, the Car- Ravens, the, the Cardinals, Cardinals, the Bills, um, even. I mean, the Bills you have know a good team wide could really court. use Des Bryant? Who? The Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, you think? Absolutely. That's the fucking craziest thing about this whole situation. Is All that... the Cowboys have is a 75-year-old Jason Witten uh-huh. who, I mean, he's still good. He is but still good. He's, not, he, he, he's 75. He's going to start slowing down as soon as he hits 80. He's only got a few <laughs> more years <laughs> left before he starts becoming normal again. And Cole Beasley, who we all know is going to be a Patriot within the next three years because he's a small, shifty white guy. There's going to be... That's inevitable. So so is the over under three years? Because I will absolutely take the under. I think... I think he's going to get a contract, a decent contract extension with the Cowboys, will get hurt, come back, not be as good. Uh The Cowboys will draft a high wide receiver because... After the year where they don't have Des Bryant and they don't have Cole Beasley, they they have they they suck and they draft a highly ranked wide receiver to replace it. Right. Come back, Cole just isn't as good anymore. So they let Cole walk. Maybe they cut him mm-hmm. to you know save some cap space. And the Patriots gobble him up and go on another run. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what's going to happen. That's absolutely, it, it, and it's a question of and sooner or later. he will have gotten healthy after going on the Tom Brady plan. Yes. Yes, yes. Whether or not he's... Oh, man. Oh, no. You just made me very sad because I thought about... By by that time, both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick will probably have retired from their current jobs. But, I mean, when Tom Brady retires as a quarterback, what job do you think he's going to have? I think he's going to be in the front office. He's going to be... Or maybe he'll just... I don't know. I used to think he he would just immediately have a position with the Patriots organization because I mean, how else would he continuously take money that like he would totally make uh-huh. on the open market? Yeah. But a lot of people have speculated that one of the reasons why he's always willing to take hometown discounts, besides the fact that his wife is a bazillionaire, mm-hmm. is that he's more or less been promised a position within the organization once he retires like he can just run the patriots basically he'll just always be there that, he'll he'll be 
like the local legend, like the the tenured professor who's been there for so long, and after a while, just becomes kind of weird, and you kind of see him <laughs> walking through the hallways, and you're like, I mean, I guess he's he's great and he's done great work, but like, what's wrong yeah, with him? Why is he still here? Shouldn't he? Doesn't he's, he have somewhere else to be? And he doesn't have anywhere else no. to be. That's the thing. No, that's. See, so that's exactly you, you really hit the nail on the head. That's what worries me about Tom Brady. I'm I'm worried that somehow, somehow and this doesn't usually happen. This doesn't usually happen, and it doesn't usually happen this quickly after a quarterback retires. I'm worried he becomes the head coach of the New England Patriots somehow. Oh God. Can you imagine how hilarious it would be? If obviously Bill Belichick retires and they give the job to Josh McDaniels, who won't get any other jobs no. after he burned the Colts, absolutely this year. not. No other, no other team would would hire him. And then Josh McDaniels sucks. Yes, because, because of course Brady he will, will retire at the same time as Belichick, and then Josh McDaniels won't know what the hell to do without Brady because he sucks without Brady. Uh huh. And then Tom Brady will probably take like a job as a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, some probably somewhere else, like not in the same division, but somewhere else in the league. Probably like maybe the 49ers or like some West Coast team that doesn't play the Patriots that often. I'm definitely I'm definitely assuming it's going to be the 49ers or some team in California. Yeah. Simply because yeah, that's where he's from. He's from California. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he still has some family ties and some memories out there and it's just sunny and like after spending so much time up in foxborough you'd think you'd want some sun Mm -hmm. and pleasure pleasurable weather once in a while we'll have to check back on this in episode like two or three hundred because man if we called this it's confirmation that we really are in the worst timeline huh yeah woof I think that's what's going to happen. Oofa doofa. I don't I don't like it very much. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about players who have done interviews to be it, like ESPN analysts and stuff. First I want to talk about Kurt Warner. He was he I, he had an interview for Monday Night Football. I don't he's just so boring. I, but I think he's perfect for Monday Night Football almost because of that. Really? Do you, so no, do you think I mean, they want to... I know you love John Gruden, Sam. I know you loved Gruden, and I know you're sad to have him off I did of until Night. he cut Marquette King, and now John Gruden is clearly just trying to be hard-ass McOldschool coach. Yeah, I, that was his heel turn. It, we talked about that. That's true. It It's going to... St- tank that team mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be depressing mm-hmm. he, he's he's just gonna suck and kind of alienate the fans so that the move to vegas makes it's more palatable yeah, oh yeah wow yeah i that that is i i guess what a heel turn is for right is is to mask something to, else yeah it's to there to cover some of the other nonsense that's false flag false challenge flag that that's that's nothing i'm so sorry anyway go ahead you were saying about Kurt Warner uh, for Monday Night Football. He's, he did an audition a while ago. He's apparently getting serious consideration for it. Yeah. I mean, he's boring, but, you know, he'd be inoffensive. I've, I've listened to his True. commentary on stuff. He's not bad. He's been... It, like, he's not, he's not stupid. 
which is probably the worst thing that we could get is someone who's in the booth and is just stupid or really irritating. So you could have like, I don't like Troy Aikman or something like that. Who's just stupid and brain gonged to the point where he doesn't know anything. Or you could have Chris Collinsworth who knows a lot, but is so irritating about it that it almost doesn't matter. And like, I think Kurt's a, a nice, healthy oatmeal middle ground. He won't bother anyone. He won't wow us. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll probably show enough genuine emotion when cool things happen. Mm-hmm. I, I have no problem with Kurt Warner being in the booth. Yeah, I it, but it also represents a changing of the guard, I guess, for Monday Night Football. Not just in terms of, yeah, Gruden isn't there anymore. But for Monday Night Football being the kind of wacky neighbor of NFL broadcasts, right? Where, mm-hmm. Whereas you have people like Collinsworth and Jim Nance and Troy Aikman. And regardless of what you think about their quality as commentators, they're, I guess with the exception of Tony Romo, which... If you would have told me this at this time last se- season, I-, I would say something like this, right? I-, I would strangle you. But they're all business. Yeah, the entertainment and excitement, at least in expressing the commentary to the viewer, even if it's something mundane, like the way a team lines up or or a an outlet pass that goes for seven yards but something really minute and cool happened that the that most nfl fans would not notice that's going to be lost right and if if someone like kurt warner is in the booth yeah i mean boring is boring is probably an unfair word to use well, I don't know how insightful Kurt Warner is going to be, though. That's the thing. Like, he's he's kind of an unknown. I think he'll be mm-hmm. kind of boring, mm-hmm. but there's potential. Like, he's a quarterback and he's a smart guy. Sure. So there might be insight there that he'll offer that maybe um, you're not giving him credit for. That that's but, like like I'm Sam Grasis and I believe that he'll be okay. That's fair. That that's fair. And he has been, I think. What show? He is on some sort of like halftime show, either on ESPN, NFL Network, or Fox. And every time he's there, I like it, it's fine. I don't notice anything bad about him. So I mean, he'll, yeah, he'll probably be fine. But at the, at the same time, I'm worried something will be lost. Right? Where where Monday Night Football last season seemed different somehow than the rest of the weekly slate where now it might just seem like a sequel to Sunday, Monday night football, the sequel to Sunday night football. I feel like it's felt that way for a while. Honestly, Mm. I, I think what, once they got rid of Tariko when it was no longer Tariko, it just wasn't the same anymore. Sean McDonough, he's just, he's not, he wasn't, he didn't have the same kind of energy Tariko did. He's trying his best. I mean, now, let me ask you this, yes, Dave. Yes. Would like me, like this is an opinion I I know I have. Uh-huh. Is that would you rather have Kurt Warner or Brett Favre in the booth? Oh my god. Yeah, Kurt Warner, please. <laughs> no. 
God, no. Take everything that I hate about Chris Collinsworth and dial that up to 10. Can you imagine Brett Favre calling a Packers or a Vikings game? Can you imagine how insufferable that would be? It would be amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. This would be phenomenal. It would He would get fired after one game. And apparently we're not going to get Brett Favre because apparently he bombed his audition. I, I'm not surprised he, he, he bombed never, his audition. He, he, he never should have had. Yeah, yes. But I, I would love to have one game of Brett Favre just like misguided brett Favre hiring we're just like we need a name that's going to get some people to uh-huh. listen just like oh hey they got tony romo he's a former quarterback oh let's let's get brett Favre. Like, that's gonna work and then they'll, it'll be one game and they'll be like you can just see all the production assistants and directors and stuff behind the cameras just standing there like oh no this is this is what we have to work with what are we doing Shut- what what is happening this is this is not going to work. We've made a horrible, horrible mistake. Sean McDonough has the 40-yard stare. I that's It would be the same equivalent of like the first game of the year last year where they Rex got Ryan. Rex Ryan oh, to man. be a commentator. And everyone was just like, oh my god, I'm really excited for Rex Ryan. And then he sucked probably worse than any other announcer I've ever heard. Yeah, that was the... I remember we talked about this... Maybe not around this time last year, but like a couple months after, you were more excited than I was. I was, I kind, I, I might have called Ryan. this. I just kind want of, him but... to have a, a show where he just drinks booze with his brother and interviews people. Yes, that's, of course, that's all I want. Of course, I, I, I would have loved to have seen that as well. He, it was just, it was just awful. It was abysmal. Awful. And and to be to be completely fair to to the commentary crew that was in the in the box for that game, that that uh Monday night football doubleheader season opener game, Beth Mowens, Mowens, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, she was a consummate professional. And it really sucks that Rex Ryan probably torpedoed her chances of ever becoming a regular mainstay in commentary at the NFL level for the next like no one year could or have so. saved that broadcast. Yeah, that, it was yep. so bad. No one could have saved nope. that broadcast Nobody. from Rex Ryan. Nobody. She did about as well as she possibly could have mm-hmm. with that monster on the other side being the worst. <laughs> It was, it was alternately dead air and inane and not, not entertaining commentary. It was, it was the, the kind of thing where if, if, so Sam, you're, you're probably aware of this. I watch streamers on Twitch sometimes and it's clear that they haven't streamed before because they're literally and it's fine at this level they're literally telling you exactly what is happening on the screen right at any given time they're they're saying like oh i just shot that guy in the head or oh i just got this power up or oh blah 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 video game references that you probably know more than me that's I do know all the video game references. By the way, follow me on my Twitch channel. I'm Robots Fighting Dinosaurs on Twitch. I'm up there like every Wednesday playing some great games. 
that's what Rex Ryan did. It was literally, it was, it was hard to watch. It was, so drops back in the pocket. Uh, Yeah, I I really liked how he, how he made, went through his reads and then, and then threw it to the open man. There was, there was no, I still feel, feel cheated about this, you know, about a year later. I don't blame you. There was, there was no passion. There was no crazy uncle that had, you know, snuck uh, a 40 of old English into the booth. <sighs> so, so I would hope, I would hope that the, the Brett Favre train wreck that you were talking about would at least be a little bit more entertaining, right? Where I think it would have been. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess at some level, if it's just one game of Brett Favre masturbating all over the fucking booth and everyone else just has to deal with it, at some level, I would just start laughing and not caring. So I, I see where you're coming from. I do see where you're coming from. But if you're saying I'm locked into a season, an entire season with either Kurt Warner or Brett Favre, you cannot tell me that you would rather take Brett Favre. I would not want to take Brett Favre in that situation. Not not at all. It would be a Thursday night fun uh, for one night, and that would be it. I, I know we, we tend to root for chaos on this show, right? We do. We absolutely But we root do. for chaos on the football field. Yes, yes, yes. Not, not necessarily in the booth. Although, chaos in the booth is a good thing. I don't think Brett Favre would be would be the fun kind of chaos in my favorite Brett Favre in the booth moment Mm -hmm. was the Thanksgiving game against the bears when it was the Packers versus bears on Thanksgiving and it was Brett Favre honor night. So they had Brett Favre in the booth, just like being there to talk about football and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the Packers lost to the bears in a thrilling game to Uh Jay Cutler. It was fantastic. Uh... Uh, I'm sure one I'm, of my proudest moments as a Bears. Fan. I was gonna say I'm sure you appreciate that more more than I do. But as someone who doesn't really have any skin in the game either for the Bears or for the Packers, watching a team I thought that, you hated the Packers. I do. I mean, I hate the Packers a lot, right? But I don't. I don't necessarily root for the Bears. I'm happy when they win because I'm like, oh yeah, Sam lives in Chicago. But there's there's nothing else I really have have going for me. But yeah, no, the Packers can fucking suck my dick. It was very, very cathartic to watch a bad, a bad Chicago Bears team beat a good Green Bay Packers team. A Green Bay Packers team that has been good for about as long as, I don't know, man, we've both been alive. Can you remember last time the, the Green Bay Packers have like been a not good football team? No, I can't, and it's very annoying. Anyway, the the reason I brought that up, that was supposed to be the smaller portion. The bigger portion was I was going to talk about Greg Olson for a second because Greg Olson took an audition uh, to be in the booth at ESPN for some unnamed commentator position, and the Carolina Panthers kind of put him on blast for it and was like, oh, so yeah, we're not going to pay you now, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, Greg Olson recently went public being like, okay, so the Panthers were first to know about the audition. I was just auditioning. 
I made it clear at that point when I told him about the audition that I wanted to play at least three, probably five more years with the team. I never gave the team an ultimatum regarding a contract or, or a lack of commitment to the season. And I said I'd show up to OTAs. And now the team is being like, oh, I don't know about contract negotiations. Ugh. This is this is the part of bad content that you were talking about that we that we get around the draft and before the the season starts the front office shit that exposes every single person that works in a front office in a football team as a real fucking shitter. Yeah. I hate it. We should probably just be sad and end the podcast uh, here yeah. on, on a depression. Sam, do you have anything that can kind of buck up the mood and, and maybe we can end on a slightly more positive note? Well, uh, I don't have anything particularly fancy, but you can always follow me on Twitch. Like I said earlier, at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. You could find me on Twitter at Sam Grzezis, S-A-M-G-R-E, and then a lot of letters. And then... You can also find me at uh, Kissing Ivanka Trump, where I write some humorous things that aren't always football-related, but you might get a kick out of them. Uh, Dave? As always, I am Drawplay Dave Rapoccio. Uh You can follow me at the Drawplay Comic on the interwebs, on Patreon as well. I want to give a big... Big shout out to uh, to all my Patreon supporters. I appreciate you so much. If you like what I do, if you like the comic, if you like the podcast, please, please, please consider donating to the Patreon. You get like extras. I really appreciate when you do that. It means you support me and us and what I love to do. Uh, so I just wanted to give a real quick shout out um, to all you people. I really appreciate it. It means the world. It gets, it, it, it makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at DrawPlayDave, of course, and uh, check out the comic at thedrawplay.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>